you guys? James Canyon would literally rather have Avatar 5 than World Peace. <laughs> I'm like sure of that. Wait. He's quick, getting to Avatar 5. Quick sidebar. I don't know if this is real, but it was referenced on another podcast that I listened to about this phenomenon of after Avatar 1, a bunch of like, a bunch of like young to, to young adult men got like <laughs> experienced depression because they couldn't live in the Avatar world. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is true, what? but the, the idea of it was so funny. What do you mean? What's the reporting? Welcome back to Brain Scramblies, your favorite What We Do in the Shadows rewatch podcast. I'm Claire. This is Carson. I'm Richie. And I'm Matt. And this week, we've watched Season 2, Episode 8 of What We Do in the Shadows, entitled Collaboration. Before we get into the recap, we have a tiny bit of admin today. So first of all, the usual email recap. Thank you so much for Marissa for emailing in. Marissa, who was genuinely concerned about us because we hadn't released an episode in a while. We're fine. Life sweet. happens, guys. But we're <laughs> we're getting back to what we very much appreciate it. If you want a shout out at the beginning of the show email brainscramblingspod at gmail.com. We very much do love your emails and we do respond. And by we, I mean me because I am the one who responds. Um, but we see them so all. We do see we see them all. We send them in our group chat. We send a lot of, we're, we're very happy and thankful that we have fans. So. Um, so tiny bit of admin. If you guys are keeping up with the show, you'll know that season five of What We Do in the Shadows comes out in July. The first episode is on Thursday, July 13th. We figured as part of kind of like the What We Do in the Shadows fan community, it would be weird for us to just ignore the new season coming out. So our plan as of now is that as season five is coming out, we are going to be watching the episodes as they come out and talking about them as they come out on the show. Um, so if you want to avoid spoilers for season five, you're just probably going to skip those episodes of our podcast. We're going to try to get through season two and then also watch the movie before season five starts. That is our plan. And that's what we're trying to stick to, and we hope that it happens, and then we'll watch season five, and it'll be great. So. We have a month. We can do it. We have a month. <laughs> I I believe in us. I think we got it. Um, yeah. All right. That's it for me. Richie recap time. Let's get Richie to recap. I think Richie should do it. Richie can try main storyline for this episode is that uh so firstly nandor's old familiar benji comes back uh he kind of just remembers that he's been nandor's familiar after doing a lot of brain training on luminosity and he talks about how nandor also promised him that he would become a vampire so that of course gets Guillermo thinking like hey nandor also promised me this look what happened to benji he's not a vampire and doubt how loyal he can be in nandor and making sure that he will make this realization come true. They bring him to the monthly vampire uh, familiar mixer. That's important because there they meet a one a former familiar Celeste who has allegedly become a vampire. Her familiar her her master finally gave her permission. Uh, everyone's super jealous of her. It's all it kind of starts promising everybody there that oh if you become my familiar I'll just make everyone a vampire. I'm trying to trying to make that uh, community kind of more improved and. Obviously, I'm pretty intrigued. 
Uh, he kind of brings this up to Nandor that he might have better options at the table. There's a little bit of a falling out between him and Nandor, because Nandor, of course, doesn't want to make him a vampire, but he also doesn't necessarily want him to leave. This dream of his is becoming a vampire, so he ultimately leaves the vampires and go lives with Celeste for a week. Uh, Nandor gets a little bit regretful of his behavior towards and tries to come back and recoup him and bring him back to the vampire's place in Staten Island. Directly after this, it is revealed that Celeste was in fact lying about becoming a vampire. Her master was in fact just on a two-month vacation. Um, and due to that, he or they seemed a little bit of a patch in their relationship, kind of making it up. But while that is happening, that's definitely the major plot for this episode. We also have a small little subplot of uh, Laszlo and Nadja's musical exploration in history. Uh, so basically it becomes revealed that uh, Laszlo pretty much wrote possibly think of, but uh, this gets uh, Laszlo back into his songwriting uh, actions and also brings as his singer. Uh, Colin Robinson tries to have them perform at a local mic night because uh, nobody really loves an open mic night when it comes to original songs and people who aren't really singers singing there. No offense to anyone who does that. It's very brave and courageous that you're doing that and you're actually probably pretty good. In this case, they were intended to be. Um, but that happens, they play their show, it doesn't really go well, but then they play the hit at the end. But that is pretty much what happens in the entirety of the show. Rich, yeah. what I liked about that is that halfway through the open mic thing, I think in your brain you were like, wait, what if I get canceled by the open mic people? And you're like, actually, a lot of people who <laughs> no, do open mics are very talented, and I'm just that, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, I don't know. It is portrayed as a bad thing in the show, but I don't think it's bad. It's nice to be brave and do your thing. You had like a, I don't want to discourage anyone. You had like a violent burst of empathy all of a sudden. You're like, actually, no, that's actually really hard to do. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh. It was really good. Do we want, like, kind of overall thoughts on the episode? I liked this episode, personally. I love this episode. Yes, I thought Big it was fun. much better than last episode, at yeah. least. I thought it was pretty good. Um, it's a solid, solid season two episode. We get goofy. We get good storytelling for the characters. Yeah. Um, we get good songs. The song was not cheap. There's Nachi. music. There's a second location. That we, th three locations. Three locations. Mm-hmm. There were good gags and good storytelling, which I think a lot of the episodes are one or the other. Um, yes. One or the other. And so, yeah, I, I liked it. Actual character growth. We stand. Rare. Rare in the show. So, yeah. Um, should we start at the start and end at the end? Yeah. Um, in other words, proceed yeah. linearly to the episode? Proceed yeah. linearly. <laughs> I'm always saying it. As um, Ivor Glass says. Uh, just want to say that Come On Eileen is, like, the white people song that everybody, everybody's obsessed with. Like, when you turn on Come On Eileen, like... Claire, I know I have to ask you, can you, can you read my top, my top? Are you the top, or... Can you read, can you so, read the top? The top line is, oh, I fucking love Come On Eileen. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Also, is that in Microsoft Word? Why are you writing no, it in it's, there? it's in the notes app. <laughs> the oh, okay, okay. I was like, does Clippy help you write... I see you're doing notes for a comedy podcast. Can I help you with that? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, come on, Irene. It's a good song. So apparently it was Chum on, Chum on Irene. Chum on Irene. Do you think that's a reference to the hurricane? or? I, I don't think so. Oh. Oh, true. Maybe. I guess that didn't hit New York. No. Well, it's a reference to the, the some wife in his village or something, right? Yeah. It was, it was like a fistmonger's wife. In his village. Classic. <laughs> always a monger of some yeah. sort. I was going to say. Everyone, everyone was a monger was at some point. Why did we go away from the monger nomenclature? 
God, I would love for my. So there's actually a dude on Love Island like two seasons ago, and his job was literally fish monger. No like way. he said monger. That's mad. <laughs> I was like, what? King. Right. I Can I be that. a science monger? I wish I no. sold science. I'm a video mon. I'm a media monger. Yeah. Richie's just monger because he does busy. He's just a monger. <laughs> I'm a pret and monger. monger. I'm a monger monger. Did you say monger? <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Um. Also, apparently, for he's a jolly good fellow was for I'm a jolly good fellow. So. <laughs> I think that's like the funniest change they could have made to that because it's so true to Laszlo's character. <laughs> like he's so self self centered that for I'm a go- jolly good fellow, and it almost feels like they had not just say that line so like you didn't miss the joke because she was like get like it's it's not he's it's it's I'm a jolly good fellow. Yeah, it is pretty good. My favorite was uh, stroke 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 your cock. Um. <laughs> yeah, stroke 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 your cock. Um, gently make it cream, and that, he rhymes cream with cream. And Nadja goes, "What I like about it is you wouldn't expect it to rhyme cream with cream." <laughs> <laughs> See, I have a personal connection to this to this song. This is uh, the thing I was talking about before. Oh, I mean, we know you masturbate, Carson. We don't have to talk about no, it. No, no. Actually, frankly, Claire... I didn't know. I didn't know that about Carson. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> Carson. Revelation. You and Claire. Row your boat, uh, to our college president, our, our, like the first uh, week. Is this what you're on thinking campus? Of? This is what I was thinking oh, of, and I don't do know that. why, but I have like. A sense memory. Every time I hear that song, I like flashbacks. Like, oh, what a what a wild like week of my life. Yeah, Carson. I thought the thing that you were gonna reference is because they did an open mic. I thought you were gonna reference the fact that I did. The- no. Oh my god, I forgot about that, guys. Claire did an open mic stand up freshman <laughs> year. Oh, uh, how could I forget nice. that? It's online. I also have the entire video. <laughs> Can share. It's actually no. Claire, it is truly very funny. Like, it's very good. No, it's not. I can <laughs> it really tell you is. right now, it's not funny. I promise you it is. I'm glad I included my little coffee out there about open mic night being great. <laughs> <laughs> no, in yeah. my case, it was quite bad. The only thing I got out of it was that the guy who went before me was weirdly like a childhood friend of my brother's. And he did an extremely funny bit where he oh. <laughs> would do, um, he would like do a, a, a sketch about something and then he would whip out his recorder and he would play a song based on with a joke that he had so like he had a, a joke about the nfl and then he played the nfl on the recorder and it was like the funniest thing i've ever seen in my life i don't think he's done stand-up since but it was incredibly funny so someone please steal that bit that that is fringe worthy oh. that is genuinely a very funny it was idea. so good yeah <laughs> Um, okay, get, getting back on track a little bit. Uh, so as Richie mentioned at the top of the show, Nander's old familiar shows up, whose name is Benji. He the fucking is, worst. I hate Benji. He seems oh. like a I have fine thoughts. He seems oh, like a man. Fine man. He was, He's awful. Uh, he, was, he was the familiar during the 70s. His name uh, is Benji, Claire. That is a pretty bad name. I just also want to shout out that, so they flash past all these like historical photographs of Benji, young Benji, young spry Who Benji. was hot. I knew yeah. that one of you guys was going to say that. Um, and uh, <laughs> see, I'm learning. And Nandor. And I just want to shout out that in one photo, Nandor is holding a Nixon Agnew sign, which I thought was <laughs> yeah. very funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, and the background he... is that he just like kept asking to be a vampire. And so Nandor hypnotized him to forget and left him at a rest stop in Delaware. So, 
How uh, how would you guys spell Benji? B e n j i. His is spelled with a Y. It's actually what? That's exactly how I would have spelled it. What? With I hate y? him more. Yeah, yeah I, I've seen it spelled like that before. So I didn't know how I would spell Benji, but seeing it B e n j y did feel wrong. That's wrong. So, I don't. I've never met anyone. It does feel Benji. wrong. Yeah, never met a Benji in my life. I've never met a real Benji. I've met people with the name Benjamin that went by Benji, but like very rarely. I think it happened once. I think that's where there was like a kid. Follow the dude on Everton Twitter whose name's Benji. That's how I know. Good. <laughs> Everything's okay. through that lens. I also, can we, for a second, why is there a Lumosity shout out in this episode? Like, oh, so yeah. Random. I literally wrote, I was like, is this an ad for, for Lumosity? Yeah, were they paid? Like, <laughs> what the fuck was that? Also, like actually that opened up a can of worms for me because a uh, what 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 was that Makes but no also sense. like it worked to reverse the hypnosis which is madness because that was their like implicit advertising mm. that like mental fitness apps work which they don't and <laughs> boom <laughs> and like I, I don't he mentioned it twice or something it was very weird yeah, no, I thought that was really funny. I literally, my notes, was, this is an ad for Lumosity. I was like, it's like, I was doing my daily Lumosity, and then all of a sudden, I remembered. And I was like, it was what? super weird, yeah. It felt like the scene in Cat in the Hat, the live-action one with Mike Myers, where they're going down the, the water slide, and they turn to the camera, and he goes, this feels like a ride at Universal Studios. <laughs> and he goes, cha-ching, yeah. and then continue. You know, normally, Carson, when you reference Cat in the Hat, I think that it's unnecessary, but that one actually is apropos, so. And that, Carson, that's madness. That's like a great Mike Myers bit. It's one of my favorite bits in that movie. I, uh, he, does that, he does that too in Wayne uh, World, right? Oh, oh do that? It's like Pizza Hut. Yeah. He's like, I would never sell out. And then like it like cuts out to him. He's like wearing like a full like Doritos tracksuit and like shout <laughs> out Doritos at like the end of the bit. It's like uh what's that guy's name? Very famous comedian, Wayne's World. Dana Carvey? Wayne? Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. That it's like uh bad. it's like the Dunkin Shadow Dana Carvey. The Dunkachino of Jack and Jill. Oh my god, it is Dunkachino. As a little reference to our sister. Oh, that's actually podcast. good. <laughs> Yeah, I also just want to shout out that uh, this is the second time that Colin Robinson has been referred to as looking like Dilbert. <laughs> Dilbert looking guy, yeah. Which I guess he does. This is the first time I've heard that in, yeah. This is the first time I've heard that in English. The last time I heard that was in Portuguese. <laughs> yeah, Paul, vividly, yeah. Dilbert, yeah, it's AI, AI Portuguese. Yeah, it's not a Dilbert. Yes, Carson? Oh, sorry. One weird thing that I noticed when they were flashing around the pictures of Nandor with his Benji, the old familiar, mm-hmm. it looks like they have like cone heads on at one point. Yeah, that I, I really thought that times. was much later. Oh, well, let me Google. That's a good question. I really when, didn't. When were when... pinheads? I thought that was like the nineties. Wait, what are you talking about? Like traffic cones? cones? No, they had like. Uh, like they were like the, like, like the aliens, thing, like right? the cone head oh. aliens. Oh. It is like 1993. <laughs> oh, but I, I guess like, he was around for a while though, wasn't he? I think was he that long though? The 60s through the 90s, 70s through the 90s. I, oh, I guess, but like that's still know. like a crazy long time. Maybe he was around for 20 years, and then Nandor all of a sudden got tired of him and dumped him out of rest stop in Delaware. 
Maybe. I don't know. The worst state. Oh, wow. We're going to get people from Delaware writing in. I think Delaware is fine. I hope. Yeah. I have a friend who went to University of Delaware. It's a good school. Just so I can tell him how shitty Delaware is. Wow. Yo, Delaware is the definition of fine. <laughs> no sales tax. No sales tax. That's good. Before we get too far away from it, I did want to raise the point of what the hell is their doorbell? Because it isn't a door. It's not like a ding dong. When someone comes to the door, it goes like, wow. Oh, it does. Yeah. And it I sounds don't... magical. And I don't know what the noise is because it's not like a doorbell noise. And I would like to know, is it just like that's what the chime sounds like? Or is it actually something different? I totally did not realize this was a thing. <laughs> So I have absolutely no idea. I know exactly the noise you're talking about, Matt. And I, it hasn't been like consciously noticed by me, but I do know what you're talking about. It's not a normal doorbell noise. I don't know. I wonder yeah. like what instrument that is that's making that. It, it pops it up a couple ocarina, times. Perhaps. A theremin. <laughs> God, no, I perhaps. Like a theremin. I don't know. It sounds like some sort of like little flute instrument or something. It goes something. like, wow, or whatever. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> Man, if anyone gets that reference. <laughs> um, yeah, so, anyone, just think about what, A, what is the actual thing that makes that noise? In their world, is it a doorbell? Or is it some sort of little magical thing? We've never thought about it. <laughs> Who's to say? Um, I want to say that, so, Naja and Laszlo start talking about their musical act. They have a, a, a record that we get to see on screen. And I just want to read out all the names of the songs, because I like mm, them please. a lot. My favorite, which we do get to hear the lyrics of, is Hoop Skirt, Poop Skirt, <laughs> which is so juvenile and so funny. And the lyrics are, whatever happened to Sweet Daisy Lou, her hoop skirt was a poop skirt when she couldn't find the Lou. <laughs> which I also want to shout out, again, they're rhyming Lou with Lou. So. Yeah. Um, next song is you Witches Are Snitches. Would. You wouldn't think you would. Witches Are Snitches, horse-drawn carriage. Open brackets, full of arse, close brackets. <laughs> yeah, that was um, my favorite. Telegraphed Fever, Kokomo Seafarer song, which does come back. And then there's one just called, or, or they reference a song just called Wannabe. So, I don't know. Spice Girls, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, there's the song they uh, they sing that says, they're like, oh, look at that lovely pole vault. Like, tell us, Mr. Hitler, what have you planned oh. next? <laughs> <laughs> and Laszlo's like, yeah, yeah. that's an age roll at all. <laughs> Uh, it was like, it's so like so pole vault jumping. We are so impressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we wonder what you, Hitler, will do next or something. Yeah. Didn't it's, well. it's like, please, Mr. Hitler, what have you planned next? Which, <laughs> <laughs> can you yeah. do all the songs for us now? Like, as we come to them, we're going to have you sing them. It depends. That's, I wrote down the lyrics for that one. I don't have the okay. lyrics for all of them, though. All right, I'll, I'll remind you, don't worry. Uh, I do want to say that I agree with Colin Robinson that I, he says specifically, like, nothing unlocks anger and boredom quite like old-timey music. I agree with him <laughs> that music is annoying, and I wish we had less of it in this world. So you, That's a hot take, huh? Yeah, I hate, I actually really, I have a long-standing grudge against the concept of music. The concept, the very concept of music? <laughs> Claire, is this is this informed by our failure to perform karaoke over the weekend? Well, that is, 
That I do hold a grudge um, where I was too indie for this karaoke bar and there were no songs that I could <laughs> sing. Um, but no, it, it comes from growing up in a family where all uh, my parents were very musical and they really wanted me to be musical and I didn't want to. And so now I hold a grudge against musical people. Uh-oh. Rich plays the saxophone. <gasps> Rich. Betrayal. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Um, we also find out that there's a monthly familiar mixer, which I do not think has been alluded to up till now. I think so. it came out of the blue. Yeah. But They're it's like, kind of oh, nice that he like knows there. other familiars. It's networking. So you know how Celeste, like, so spoilers, guys, Celeste is not a real vampire. But um Celeste is like vaping blood at the beginning, so she's just like doing that. I don't think it is real blood. And I have oh, I have a theories right. for this. Oh, what's your theory? Okay, so she like very explicitly is like very guarded as as soon as she vapes in front of Guillermo and she's like, No, you can't have it. Like you can't yeah. try it. You would you would hate it. Like it's disgusting for you. You wouldn't like it. So I just don't think she wanted him to try it because I think it was like cherry vape or whatever. And then later, uh Nandor is like in the, the loft with them and she's vaping, right? Uh and she blows the smoke, and Gand- Nandor like accidentally takes a breath of it, and then coughs like really violently. Oh. And I'm like, I don't think he can have oh, it because it's not blood. Oh. That's good. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Didn't even notice wow. that. God, that's yeah. good, Carson. I know. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my god. Carson. That was my first. I was like, I don't think that's blood. I was like, I don't think he's a vampire. Fully having seen this episode before, so I should have known. <laughs> I forgot that plot twist as well. To be but honest, but I completely forgot. And I was like, wait, she's not a vampire. As soon as Nandor coughed, and then I put it all together, I was like, yeah. uh huh. Oh, I had a lot of thoughts about Celeste as a character. Mm, okay. But I did want to start it off with. Uh, Carson as a resident gay and Richie as a resident fashion expert to discuss her fits, which went so fucking hard. Did you notice? Did she did. She did. But she is dressed in that like hoity-toity like like art art. I don't even know how to yeah. describe She's it. She's giving Brooklyn. Yeah. That's what she was going for though. She yeah. was going for like don't ask if you if you ask you can't afford it. Like kind of like look. her like warehouse you know I mean? apartment really fit with the vibe. It's like oh you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know who made this, but you like you can't afford it. Anyways. Yeah, that was kind of the vibe yeah. she was trying to give off. Yeah, yeah. but she, she did like turn a... couches on the side, and that's just too far. She felt very New York art. New York art me. scene. Yeah, like at least the the perception that I, as someone who does not live in New York, uh, but does appreciate art, has of people who live in New York and do art stuff. But very Guggenheim. Forget about it. <laughs> Very good, Richie. <laughs> um, yeah, except nobody in New York has an apartment that big unless they're like... Yeah, where the hell was that? Oh my god, I know. Well, I, I guess like... it was the vampire's apartment. Yeah, maybe they're and all they, paying rent. They're old money. Been oh, that is true. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. 200 years or whatever. Probably had that for a long time. I wonder if that works, though, because they are 12. They just yeah. prey on strangers. Like, they surely they who, prey on pedophiles. Like, no. yeah, that's what that's what she said. That's, 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 that's what she said. That's that's what pedophiles in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Which, okay. yeah, Carson. Oh, I uh, do have an update on my Hulu ads. Oh, okay. I don't. I, I have. I've mentioned them a couple uh, times. They they had me pegged as a conservative farmer for, <laughs> to, for a dating website. <laughs> they had me pegged as a. Uh, 
black man once for another dating website. Okay. But now mm. they correctly have me pegged. I got an HIV ad. The HIV like Stop the medication <laughs> ad. Oh. I was like, I didn't know you had HIV. So that was ad. very exciting for me. <laughs> it's an ad for that HIV. Would, they want you yeah. to get it. It would have been like if ever telling someone you have HIV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got a Hulu ad that told me I have HIV and lo and behold. <laughs> I have been correctly binned by the the ad. Glad the algorithm People got you at last. Finally got me. So I, that was exciting news. I got an ad on Hulu today um, in the similar vein for single parent dating website. Um, so I don't know what exactly. They just they have the wildest. Yeah. <laughs> just I mean things I've never heard of before in my life. <laughs> like farmers. It's not even farmers only. It's like country boy is right or something like country country people right or something you know it's country like boy. i was like this is the wildest <laughs> dating app i've ever heard of. i know it's like a song but they should make a website just called hunting fish and loving as like a dating website <laughs> <laughs> that would be great well, but just from like a practical standpoint the country people live far apart correct so like the density of people in this app has got to be terrible Maybe that's the point. Like you're not gonna have anyone in the next, in the nearest like fifty miles around you. Like it's like the pickings are gonna be so slim. Do you think there's a dating app for vampires? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't it called? Uh... Oh. oh, it's not gonna be funny. I can't remember right, the name right, of the right, app. Right. Give them space. No, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Moving on. Um. <laughs> I can't remember. That. I guess this is going to be worth the time. Half the people I meet on dating apps are energy vampires. So, ooh, ooh, got him. Would you know if you're an energy vampire? Do you think? I mean, like if you know our version of an energy vampire, do you think they're aware of the effect they have? No, they're not. Definitely not. I hope. Probably not. Definitely not. For my own sake, I hope so. You well, hope, some of them are because you remember how Colin Robinson meets. Like another one later on. Well, no, no, but like in in life, yeah, like the people oh. you meet on dating apps, for example, who were calling energy vampires. Oh, no, I see. they definitely don't. Know. Sorry, I thought we were within the fiction of the universe, but we're talking about in real life. No, actually, live extra diegetically, real, real quick. And... <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're subverting our common. Can you phrase. please make a T-shirt that just says "Live diegetically"? <laughs> I actually would buy that and just wear it around. Yeah. That and uh, a shirt that just said, did Boss Baby eat anything? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the perfect time to ask that question. But guys, we got to know. This episode, <laughs> did you see Boss Baby eat anything? It's such a stupid joke. I just don't get it. <laughs> I think he ate that. Uh, he ate the charcuterie that Sam made. He ate. Oh, he did. Mm. He ate. He ate. Also, also we up at the Delaware gas station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to shout out Matt snack. for um, remembering that Sam came back in this episode. I Yeah, I think it's because it's one of the most delightful bits of the show that they have this cat that yeah. is a familiar and uh, he makes a charcuterie board. Yeah. With his little paws. I'm sorry, excuse me. Sam came back? Yeah. He's yeah. in it earlier. I'm sorry, I forgot. Too. Yeah, he might come back again. You're right. He was in the uh, nightclub yeah. episode when Guillermo went to the familiar room, which Guillermo is I think the only him. the only other time that we see him with other familiars. Familiars interacting. Yeah, he saves yeah. Sam, and then he saves Sam again yeah. in this one. Kind of cute. Aww. 
Also, in that like first interaction of Sam, like uh, the mixer, I believe one of the other vampire familiars tells him, like, "Yeah, don't you read the newsletter?" Like, I feel like there's like <laughs> these like familiar yeah. like I don't know like communications is like Gear was just out on like he's just is not aware of them whatsoever. Do you think they've unionized? But well, they tried, right? Not. Wasn't there a wasn't that a bit? Yeah, and then oh, they I'm like sure. got murdered by the vampires. Yeah pretty tough to do yeah i also um i just want to say i feel like the like genuinely i think the confrontations between guillermo and andor in this episode are really good and their banter i feel like is such good chemistry between (laughs) harvey guillen and kayvon novak like it's real i'm thinking specifically of the little argument that they have towards the end of the episode where they're like cutting each other off and the banter is just like really good and it's just it delighted me that's all yeah. No, I, I agree. I like, really like. I'm oh, sorry, Richie. Here you go. No, no, go, 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 go. You no, go. I, I just really like the scene where they were like, Kimo was finally deciding to leave Nandor. Yeah. And like, he was like, oh, but I have this other offer. And then Nandor was immediately like, oh, well, I mean, you should take it then mm-hmm. if it's so much better. And like, but he like clearly didn't want him to. Yeah. It was just both like, neither of them wanted the other to leave, but they like, kept like pushing each other away in that like weird way that people always do it's tragic guillermo was so hurt by that they were waiting for the other one to break first yeah mm. so no, you're no i think you're right and then i guess in the end neither of them really broke because like guillermo or like guillermo kind of went back to a like satin nandor and then nandor didn't know that like celeste turned out to be a fraud so it kind of worked out i mean it's not yeah. really working through your issues like adults but you know, it worked out for them in the end. Yeah. Uh, also, Nando had a funny line in there, which is, from Panera Bread you came, and to Panera <laughs> yeah. Bread you shall return. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this... This, very this episode was top tier on the one, the one-liners and the quotables so from Laszlo. I was doing he, the bloody disco a hundred years before any other fucking... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I am the tempo king. Elite. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, if he, when he told Nadja, if we slowed this down, it would stop forever in a day. As he was playing like a 110 BPM song, and then Nadja hits him back with, "You haven't had an original idea since 1925 when you decided to go down on me for the first time in 200 years." And then Lazo says, "Worst mistake I ever made." And she said, "You said I tasted like goat's cheese." And then he looks at the camera. Insane. <laughs> insane my other favorite line she does have a way with words but sometimes those words drive me fucking insane (laughs) yeah (laughs) a lot of good lines this episode god this is a good episode guys well so while we're talking about nandor and guillermo i also really like the scene where nandor goes to visit guillermo in his new little establishment he's got his room he's got his little sketches on the wall which I realize are actually, I guess, his sketches because he is sketching in his little sketchbook. So. Is that what he's doing? Yeah, he's he journaling. has a little drawing. He's a little artist. Yeah. Yeah, and also, yeah, Nandor asks him, like, oh, is that one me? <laughs> so it seems like Guillermo definitely has some, like, input on what those are. Yeah. It is but. interesting. So I've seen these before and I've tried to analyze them. One of them is definitely Edgar Allan Poe on the right. And then the one on the left, I genuinely don't know. It looks more like Laszlo than it does Nandor. It does. I thought that too. Is Guillermo mm. a little edgelord? Edgar Allan Poe? 
Well, he lives with vampires. Of course, he's a little edgelord. Oh, uh, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Point taken. And then, sorry, the moment that, like, actually broke my heart a little bit is, like, Nandor basically tries to, kind of tries to get to Guillermo to come back, but doesn't actually make any concessions, so he doesn't. He stays there. And he sees the Guillermo's, like, actually happier there. And then Nandor just turns to Celeste and says very quietly, be kind to Guillermo. And then he leaves. That was cute. That was very cute. It's, uh, in terms of the overall parts of the show, it's a little annoying that they only feed us these things in bits. Because, like, they have other characters to deal with. I wish we saw, like, a longer playing out of some of these these storylines. But I get that the show is very episode-based. So, like, mm-hmm. obviously, that's going to happen in 30 minutes. But mm-hmm. um, I wish there was, like, an arc where Guillermo was gone over two or three episodes. And we had... I mean, I guess there was an... No. No, I guess it didn't happen. So, yeah. They teased it, and then they yeah, the took it back. Was... Yeah. Yeah. No, that is. You only one that's like really focused on like one character in the entire time that I can think of off the top of my head. There almost definitely have been other ones. Was Jackie Daytona, and that wasn't even like a serious like character development. That was just like, look how Jackie Daytona is like this needs its own episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, you're right. It would be nice if there's like more prolonged periods of focusing on specific ones rather than having to feel like you have to balance them all out, even if other ones don't have as interesting storylines as other characters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it almost feels to me like, and this is not true always. Like, I think the exception I'm thinking of is Colin Robinson in season four, but it sometimes feels to me like, like many sitcoms, despite the fact that they have these conversations, every episode is just a reset button. And so when the new episode starts, you're like, well, that conversation didn't really matter that much. And, it, you know, subtly things change, but like not, not hugely. But I, I'm optimistic that season five, like, things will have changed at least sub substantially somewhat yeah i think it's that things change like quickly right so like guillermo i i mean like you can well spoilers for season four the end of season four guillermo seeks out this guy he knows to turn him into a vampire Mm -hmm. which is something we obviously know he's been wanting the whole time but the actual decision to do so seemed to occur within like a very short amount of time we didn't mm. see him like debated over the course of several episodes. That's a good point. And I guess that's probably an artifact of, like you said, kind of the 20 minute episodes where like, yeah. it's hard to telegraph something for a long time yeah. and also have people remember that thing week to week. Yeah. So yeah. It, it becomes very like episodic and at sitcom which it is. It's just not how I would do it. No, <laughs> I don't like screenplays. <laughs> I also, um, guys, I really appreciated the subplot uh, of the random other um this familiar lady who keeps trying to hit on Guillermo, who is so oh my uninterested. <laughs> so good. And Old Guillermo, my favorite, famously good. The line that made me laugh the most, because it's said like kind of quietly off to the side, is Celeste suggesting they have an orgy. And she's like, who wants to have an orgy? And this lady raises her hand. She says, me, I'll have an orgy. And then Guillermo just <laughs> quietly says, yeah, I know you will. <laughs> her name is Karen. Karen, of course it is. Yeah. This is a good is gay episode for Guillermo great gay episode for you. he like that was that he said that in a gay way <laughs> i know you will like come on right but also his the little outfit, cardigan he has yes i was the say. turtleneck with the cardigan yeah, oh i have yes, a note here that says uh gayest fit guillermo has worn yet i did <laughs> notice that too i was like this is it fits the vibe of the episode but cute. also like it's a great outfit 
little yellow cardigan. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. Don't stay for the straight A. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and then we see Laszlo and Nacho go do an open mic, uh, which which Richie took. That's took the Laszlo and Nacho Human Music Group. Human Music Group, which is it reminded me of. Um, do y'all uh the Arrested Development? What's the band that uh Lindsay and Tobias have? Where it's like the Fuke, like all American. It, yeah, like. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, fuck. What was it? Michael tried to convince Lindsay to rejoin Dr. Funke's 100% Natural Good Time Family Band Solution. Dr. Funke's 100% Natural Good Time Family Band Solution was a nightmare for me. They have a a band. Yeah. A very good bit. Uh, And also, they play a bunch of songs, one of which I actually genuinely was like, I don't know, like, have you played this? The one that I liked was, we're feeling horny for blood, we're feeling horny for love. I was like, kind of (laughs) slaps. Did you? I like transformation, which is just them going bat, 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 bat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, what? Now, uh, this leads into my question: What was your favorite song? Because I'm sure everyone wrote down which one was their favorite. I don't know if it was my favorite musically, but I thought the lyric was funny and just like it's funny to know that they've been like writing these songs for like such a long time. Was Lindbergh baby? Where did he go? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even catch that. Uh. My favorite was yeah. cellular telephone craze. It's like, yeah. you're calling me from the car? Like, how is that possible? <laughs> yes. It's the cellular telephone craze. That was my favorite. I like that we all have different favorite songs, too. That delights me. Uh, listener, yeah. if you're writing in and you've seen the episode and you have a favorite song, tell us uh, what your favorite song is and why it represents you. If you, <laughs> if you come up with a song, that's even funnier if you can rhyme cream with cream <laughs> if you can make a, if you can perform a cover of horny for blood horny for love i oh my god excited. or hoop skirt poop skirt that one would be hoop skirt, poop skirt. Realistically, anyone can get like fine, if anyone can get the, like the stroke 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 your cock song like with like an ai bot that has like eric clapton singing it so we have the singer <laughs> guitarist from cream singing about rhyming cream with cream <laughs> Extra points. Oh my god. Uh, I also have a point to make about, so at the end of their little, like, open mic thing, which, um, what does Colin say? He says, so Colin brings him there, he says, they call it open mic because they only open the mic for the best of the best. (laughs) That was cute. Um, but at the end of the open mic, they sing, uh, Kokomo by the Beach Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Richie's nodding. Okay popularized by beach boys i don't know if it was like caribbean song band that this like took but. oh yeah probably um but it's kind of a it's a banger um but i so they allegedly wrote this song it's a seafaring song from 1792 and i was like i don't know like some of these places like i think that they were named after 1792 no i checked like aruba jamaica key largo montego those were all the names of the places i as far as i can tell in 1792 so could be accurate. Dang, buttoned up history there. Good job, Claire. Yeah. I, uh, I don't Didn't think even they wrote the song. It. I don't think they wrote the song. I think she just said it was a seafaring song. Oh. Yeah. No, but, yeah, but still from 1792, though. So I was yeah. like, yeah. check. Yeah. Good points, good points. Mystery check. Well, I will say, though, it is on the record earlier. I guess it could be a cover, but it's listed on the record earlier as Kokomo Seafarer's song. 
Yeah, but uh, that yeah. record is from like nineteen seventy, I mean, not seventeen ninety two. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run Laszlo's song considering his uh, his history on the open water or how much he loves the voyage. That seems like something sure. he would do is just like hang in like the Caribbean for a while, just like on a boat, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and he would write shanties. He seems <sighs> like a shanty no. boy. I love a shanty. Think there's any uh, interactions with Steve Bonnet in Last of Us Seafaring Time? You just Wait, unlocked know. a whole new oh, genre no. of fan fiction, Richie. <laughs> I feel like we've brought this up before. <laughs> Did we bring oh, this up I, like three episodes have, right? ago? Yeah. Oh my God. God. Yeah, somebody I write think, that um, fan fiction, please. I can't decide whether Steed and Laszlo would would be friends or they would fucking hate each other. Well, Laszlo's very oh, nice right. society. Friends. society. I don't know. They'd be friends. Laszlo would be like jealous if that he had like a nice library. I think Blackbeard and Nandor would be friends. No. Yeah. I think Laszlo could be an interesting. Uh, uh, third party and and Blackbeard's and Steed's relationship that could throw a wrench into things for an episode. Okay, well, we don't need to make explicit fan fiction. I was just... <laughs> no need to. It'd be funny if he was good friends with Izzy, Iggy... What is this? Izzy Hands? Did you Izzy say Hands. Iggy? Iggy, yeah, Izzy, Izzy Azalea? Hands. Yeah. Yeah. Iggy Pop. Uh, would would uh would you guys go to an open mic in Staten Island? Yeah. If I were ever in Staten Island, I should have done I that. I would seek it out. Oh. I would seek that out. That sounds horrendous. I, I like. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That sounds amazing. No, no, I, I, mean, I love open mic nights. I love people like go to open mic nights. We're an open mic night lover here. Hey, is this um, true about yourself, Carson? Or this is this is very true. I don't want to be. I've never heard uh, you talk open about open mic nights before, so I'm just. That's because I've been to like three in my life. More than I've been. And all of them have involved people that I actively knew. Yeah. It was there to support. Do you inactively know anybody? Passively yeah. know. There's people you passively well, like, know. There's probably people that like say like, "Oh, I know Carson," but you don't know them. Not uh, even like that. There's people you know that like you see all the time, but you don't know them. Me and Matt for forever. Yeah. <laughs> like ships in the night. Yeah, I see Carson all the time. Crossing. Never seen That's that. a little bit creepy, given that we live <laughs> 17 hours away from each other. <laughs> I I watch Carson all the time. I watch him when he <laughs> sleeps. Um, I, I don't want to fast forward us too much here, but did you guys see the mid credit scene? Oh no, I did not. Yeah. yeah. You did, Claire. Yeah. Let's let's gaslight Carson because he didn't. Get to see it. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Nando turns Guillermo into a vampire mid credits, and the rest of the show is fake. Carson. Uh. uh yeah. It's yeah. one of those. Uh, it was all a dream things. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a YouTube prank. Yeah, season five, they just pick up from this episode. Guillermo's a vampire. He's like, is that guess that's, that is though. It is kind of related oh, though, because yeah, the the yeah. Yeah. So they yeah. Carson, they we see that Benji gets turned into a vampire, and Nandor supposedly, 
I guess he, for Guillermo's benefit, hypnotizes, quote unquote, hypnotizes Benji um, to be like, ah, like you forget where you are. And then we see Benji go like, yes, and turn into a bat and fly away. Uh, this is where my mom got confused because yeah. she said, now, why was he pretending to be a, not be a vampire this whole time if he was? And I said, huh? Huh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she, she thought, thought it was like, it was a double twist where Celeste wasn't a vampire when she said that she was and Benji was a vampire when she said that he wasn't. Is yeah. that what he, she thought? Which I don't know why that makes more sense <gasps> than just the thing that we've been talking about all episode happened. But. That's what my mother seemed to think when watching this, and she got okay, very can confused. Okay, we, can we just, for a second, though, like, have, have we talked enough about, like, the process of becoming a vampire? Because this confused the hell out of me, because for Jenna, it was, like, a multi-week, like, prolonged thing where she was suffering. Yeah. And it seems like in season five, spoilers from, like, the poster and the synopsis and stuff, it seems like Guillermo, it's, like, a tough journey so how come benji was just like boom like done or do you think there was a lot of time passed between i don't know maybe i'm gonna go out and say that yeah uh, nandor made benji a vampire because he like just doesn't want to deal with him yeah i feel like maybe nandor is a little bit scared that if he makes guillermo vampire then we'll need to like be they're familiar anymore and like hang out with them so maybe he's scared of losing that relationship which is why he's hesitant well, no, but just like I think she was like, saying, like the process of becoming a vampire, like the actual oh, yeah. physical, like oh, I, 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 anatomical process. Just answered the wrong question entirely. I just realized. <laughs> no, but that is it is a good point, Rich. Nonetheless, that is a valid point. Yes, and Matt, cut that, cut that, <laughs> cut that, and add it in later. No, no, no. It's it's a fair point, but yeah, Wait, the physical process. Rich, what I zoned out. Rich, what was the question that that you were answering? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think he was answering. I'll answer that. I think he was answering, like, why Nandor has waited so long to make. Can we do this like Jeopardy? Right? Okay. Yeah. Wait. Hey, what Richard, Rich, give the answer. No, you give the, yeah, wait, the question. Yeah. Hey, Richard, I got a. I got a question for you. Uh, why do you think uh, uh, Benji was turned into a vampire and not Guillermo at this point in time? <laughs> okay. Insert my last answer here. I think that settles it. I think we're good. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Okay. Yeah. Um. I want to talk a little bit more in depth about the last, like, confrontation between Nandor and Guillermo, where Guillermo was yeah. running away after Celeste's whole thing blows up and the, the vampires come back and everything. Um, and they're kind of bargaining. Because I really like this, this like, switch in power dynamic that's been kind of building across this season. Switch? <laughs> well, I know. I, I agree with what you're saying. Because it's like... All of a sudden, Guillermo has, like, because he has information that Nandor is not privy to, he knows that Celeste was lying, she's not a vampire. He now has the power, because Guillermo wants him back. No, no, Nandor wants Guillermo back. Yeah. So now it's like, he has to make concessions to make that happen. I think he realizes that. And so Guillermo can start to ask for crazy things, like a day off a year, or a day off a week, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, and and Nandor will have to dress himself. And then also a promise that he will eventually become a vampire, which also apparently doesn't actually happen. I mean, I guess it just gets kind of cut short, right? Do uh, do vampires can they not tell other people are vampires, or that, or rather, can they not tell that people are alive? Because like Nandor, 
Like, did he not sense in any way that Celeste was not a vampire? Oh, that's a good. Wouldn't point. there be some some way for them? Shouldn't there be some like way for them to sense. tell who's like? Yeah. Probably is, but maybe he just wasn't on his game because he was, he was kinda, so distracted. He was too yeah. emotional. As people love hormones. to point out. Yeah. 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 Ninety-five percent of the problems in the show can be solved by the, van- <laughs> the vampires, the vampires not being stupid. Yeah. No plot holes, only stupidity. I also um, the line Kimbo. that like really got me crying in the club is when uh, Guillermo was like, "Am I not a good familiar to you?" And then Nandor just like very, very sweetly says, "You're a great familiar." <laughs> Aww. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of really sweet like Guillermo Nandor moments, wasn't there? Yeah, rare, rare, but you know we you gotta, gotta cling on to them when we get them. You gotta fight for them, but when they happen, they hit hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anybody got anything else before we do IMDb and stuff? That's all I that sea turtle joke. What? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that was a recall. <laughs> I don't even think it was about sea turtles. It was about plastic straws that end up in sea turtles' noses. It was about Chick Fil A. Sorry, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> it was about the Chick Fil A styrofoam <laughs> cups. It was like. They're like they're not even like the the normal straw bad. They're like even worse, like fuck you to the environment. That seems like a joke that I would have made, yeah. It was a joke, but I'm butchering the delivery. And I don't even remember the punchline. I think the only the only the only joke that I'll stand by um is a a a a one-off that i made oh this is my this is my pattern guys the only joke i'll stand by is that i was like i was referencing this the fact that a lot of british museums like even small ones have sarcophagi which is fucking crazy and i was talking about how i was like in the middle of nowhere england i was like oh i was in like bumfuck nowhere england oh because it was england it was bumfuckshire (laughs) that's the only joke that i'll stand by (laughs) i still think that's funny Anyway, that is very funny. <laughs> That's like more realistic than some of the actual English town names. Yeah, I'm looking for it right now. <laughs> Look, born, come Kneesworth. <laughs> is that real? <laughs> yeah. Belt is in like the naughty word. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> oh my uh. god! All right, uh, IMDb straightings, ratings, ratings. It's Pride Month, oh, no. so Rich, oh, Rich goes that. first. Yep. <laughs> Obviously. Straighting? Mm-hmm. Not very straight. Like you said, straight, or straighting wasn't a boss baby. Boss baby eat anything. Straighting did not really eat much today. Pretty, pretty starved <laughs> over here for straight writing. I will give I it like a... The being treated as like a creature now. Yeah. We're la- layering our segments. <laughs> Yeah, um, I guess I will give this three zero out of five interpretive dances done in Celeste's uh, living room. <laughs> good. Very good. That's good. Um, for the gluten-free rating, I uh, really liked the fact that they referenced ice, that Nandor thinks that ice is a snack, because I do treat <laughs> ice as a snack because I am iron deficient. Rich, are you good? I'm snacking on ice. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Really in fact, I was worrying too loudly <laughs> as you were saying that. 
<laughs> well, fuck. There we go. Rich and I both <laughs> snack on ice. Rich, are you also iron deficient, or is that just underrated? Wow. Um. So anyway, I really liked that uh, as a chronic illness girly, and I'm gonna give it five out of five fat clouds puffed by the blood vape. Cars. Ooh. I think it was it was a pretty gay episode. There, there, as we discussed, there was quite a few quite a few gay outfits, and, and Guillermo was on the top of his like vagina to clan a game. <laughs> Do we have to explain what that is for the listener? <laughs> Absolutely not. We're just gonna leave okay. it at that. Vagina to clan. I think it's pretty self explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, holy shit! <laughs> Dropping in the deep floor there. I'm gonna go. Three out of four <laughs> portraits that are questionably of Nandor. Okay. Um, I'd say it's a pretty gay episode. I'll say two out of three meows from Sam. Oh. <laughs> I love Sam. Yeah. Want to do IMDb? I have a pulled up. Should I do a review first or something other on IMDb? Whatever you want to do. Okay. I will do my reading of the review from Hitch Sauce. Good. Uh, it's titled It's Guillermo Keeps Trying and Trying Misspelled Guillermo. So apologies <laughs> for that. That's insane. Um, <laughs> a former familiar named Celeste gives Guillermo hope of becoming a vampire. When Nandor's old familiar shows up and wants his job back, he is greeted with respect. Our young friend hands out the door. He goes to a party shows up. She says her master finally made her a vampire and that her followers would soon be vampires as well. Nandor realizes that, this, that the returning guy is worthless, so he goes to see G. <laughs> Celeste is a messed up character she uses all her familiars to do her bidding with promises she has promises she had made several times already there was a bit of touching there's a bit of a touching scene at the end oh it is a touching scene also okay. who is seven G? out of seven who is G? <laughs> Guillermo. Who is G? Guillermo. okay also, but also benji was not treated with respect at all yeah no also why is Guillermo no. our young friend no. <laughs> <laughs> everything about yeah. this is so weird man it's so off base. I feel like I feel like Hitchcock is coming, making a run for uh, replacing the Richie recap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're welcome if you just want to do that. Incomprehensible. I'm going to do one episode and see if you can notice. One hundred percent, I'll be able to notice. That's not that, that recap. We would it is the most distinct writing style in the world. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's distinct, like, and it's also they, somewhat they, nonsensical. They, I feel They've like, like changed prose, like they're like Mark Twain. It's insane. <laughs> I feel like one day I'm going to be reading like an like essay his... on Medium and be like, "Wait, I know this sentence construction." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're going to see like a t- like a comment on TikTok and be like, "I know that. I know that. <laughs> exactly. I know what that is." I I'm desperate for hit shots to like find on TikTok. <laughs> Can you imagine, just like for a moment, there's no chance of this happening, but just like for a moment, imagine (laughs) that somebody has been talking about you for like 20 episodes of a podcast. (laughs) 
speculating about your life. <laughs> yeah. He does have a cuck like, son. That's all. Yeah. Your son. Yeah. How you pronounce your name and like yeah. what? what your life was like. What mythology can we make up about him today from this review? Uh, I, just, <laughs> I would go insane if I found that out. Imagine. He always misspells names. You know, they're calling I'm me. I'm the... certain he has a best friend named G somewhere. Mm. Yeah. They're called G. It's G it money. G. He, doesn't G. Like, he doesn't like women in places of power as well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sorry, Claire. I actually thought you were going to say, can you imagine for a second if Hitchsauce like, contacted us in real life? And I. I actually was able to put myself in that situation and I panicked for a second that it was <laughs> happening. I felt the fear rise from my stomach. Cortisol spiking. Yeah. Oh like my, my, my heart rate on my watch is genuinely like 87 right now. <laughs> We're like 30 above my resting. That's so fucking funny. Oh my god. And sauce is crazy. Mad lad. Um, well, does anybody have anything else? Is that all we got? I think so. Cool. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Brain Scramblies. Um, as a reminder, we will be starting season five of What We Do in the Shadows once we finish season two and the movie. Season five comes out on Thursday, July 13th, and we're fucking pumped for the premiere. Um, if you want to catch up with us on social media, we're at scramblies underscore pod on TikTok. Sorry, am I boring you, Matt? On TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. It's like 10 p.m. Um... And you can email us at brainscramblingspod at gmail.com and we'll give you a shout out at the beginning of the show. We love our emails. Anyway, until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.